I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Lisa Evers. And you can catch up on every Street Soldiers episode, both radio and TV, on my website, free of charge, lisaevers.com. Now, in this episode, we're talking about cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation. Where do we really draw the line? As you know, we live in a time when the lines between cultures, ethnicities, races, and even gender are becoming more and more blurred. And in many ways, that's a positive step. But not everyone is on board with this new direction and what it means and what it means for our daily activities and our daily lives. They say cultural appreciation can turn into appropriation and even reinforce outdated negative stereotypes. So can anyone act any way, be any way, wear their hair any way, any style, speak any kind of way, any kind of slang, even wear any type of costume they want without offending anyone or are there certain lines we still should not uh, cross? That's what we're talking about with our Guest right now joining me is Jacob Berger. He's a TV and film actor. He is a social media influencer. You've probably seen some of his videos. He is also uh, appearing in an upcoming Woody Allen film. Congratulations! Oh, thank on you so that. much, Lisa. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a big thrill to be have worked with Kate Winslet. Catch me December first. Oh, we definitely will. Definitely <laughs> great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Gina Brion is a stand-up comedian, actress, and writer. Gina, great to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Good to have you. Also, well, this is Devon Terrell. He's a hip hop and R&B artist. His website is DevonTerrell.com. His latest album is Weird Nights. Yes, Devon, thank you here. so much for being with thank us. Thank you for having me. Gina, I want to start with you. As you. you know, ladies first, we'll do that first. <laughs> the um, <laughs> cultural stereotype, no, it's not fair. or just manners. Do you feel people are too sensitive? You're a comedian, so yes. are there certain things where you've delivered a line and you go like, "Oh, wait a minute, this is just." There I, I, are. Uh, there was like that moment of awkward silence when they're supposed to be laughing. There's a lot of awkward silences nowadays. <laughs> Everybody's just incredibly, incredibly sensitive, and to the point where I was telling a story at a college. Um, about doing some missionary work in Honduras. And I was talking about how poor the country was and somebody got offended in the audience <laughs> at me stating a fact. That the and country is poor. That, that, that the vast a, majority of people are living in poverty. The vast majority are living in poverty. Right. Hashtag facts. Yes, right. hashtag facts. Don't right. get mad at me because you didn't read a book or nothing. Right. I knew this, <laughs> you didn't. Why don't you go to Honduras and try to help them out then? But people get incredibly sensitive nowadays so there's no room for open discussion on things like cultural appro uh, appropriation there's no open discussion on it so people don't know what is crossing well that's the line. why we wanted to do it you know do it today and really get into it <laughs> mm -hmm. devon in, ter in terms of in terms of your life just mm -hmm. your whole life story mm -hmm. you've been affected by different stereotypes tell me about that absolutely um just being a young you know african-american man in new york city it's you know it's it's really uh it's really a treacherous place in certain instances because, you know, there's certain times where you don't feel like you fit in or, you know, back in my day when it was the 90s, I lived in Brownsville. So it's like crime was just so heavy. And, you know, it, I lived in a very stereotypical neighborhood, you know, like where the cops were and stuff like that. And just being, you know, pulled over five times in one week. Like I remember those times and stuff like that in that uh, uh, sense. So for me, you know, it's 
it's really a it's really a tough it's really tough you know like growing up in this type of like scene and stuff like that and just being able to grow up and see what it's become now is just even crazier with the internet and just having so many voices and all the noise that we get caught up in so it's just really just yeah it's a different time it's really really crazy now do you feel like people looked at you because of the neighborhood you came from and are like oh well wait a minute you know what he can't really be educated he can't really know what he's talking about he can't do well in school that type of thing yeah I think it's more or less uh, I think it's more or less appearance I think people look at me and sometimes they have this certain stigma that they just automatically just say but then when you get to you know actually speak to me and get, actually see the substance you actually can see a different you know saying a different side of what you may or may not have realized so to me it's it's all about you know getting to actually know these people but to be honest uh you know people will read the first thing they see you know what i mean it's like we read headlines we don't read the stories anymore so it's really just getting caught up in the noise once again that is yeah. so that is so true yeah. jacob the yes. you're a social media influencer yes and what what we're what we're talking about what gina mentioned is like you know people get so sensitive even when you say the truth if it's not the truth yeah. that they want but that's on one side on the flip side is people say the most outrageous things on mm. social media oh, yeah. so oh, yeah, what, what do you see going well, on i think it, it all depends on context with comedy i mean going back to what her point was i do think we live in a, in a society now of outrage especially on social media like there's at the end of the day there's always going to be 20 percent of people who don't like the content you put out like they're always going to find something to pick apart at it so at the end of the day i'm making the comedy that i want to make that i think is right that the bulk of my fans enjoy and i don't get caught up in uh worrying if it's going to offend some people because to me nothing in comedy could be taboo you know one thing that you find funny someone else might find offensive so at the end of the day we got to be able to explore these issues and and i think that the comedy i do in my sketch comedy is i think it's very real and that's the comment i get from a lot of my audience is that I cover topics that aren't really covered necessarily by other comedians, and I bring a New York flavor and my own experiences to, to that. Now, you took a you took a very controversial issue, white mm. privilege, mm -hmm. that mm. some people even say doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. That yeah. it's a phony issue, and you did a, a very funny video on it well, to yeah, make your point. Well, yeah, the video is basically a, a guy who, uh, a white guy who's like, oh, I don't know about white privilege. I don't know if it's real. And uh, two of his black friends basically say, oh, take these white privilege glasses, put them on. So then he goes through several scenarios where you know it shows the difference of how black people are sort of uh, prejudiced against and things like that um and you know obviously a lot of trolls came out a lot of uh which was crazy though there are a lot of latino and black people that actually sided with the white some white people that say oh this isn't real like we're all equal and stuff like that mm -hmm. but you know me coming from the bronx growing up as a uh, you know very immersed in social justice all my friends are black and latino like white privilege is a very real thing and um, I left the horrible, disgusting comments on there because I want people to see we don't live in a post-racial society. It's, that's not true. It, it, it's very real. White privilege is real. And these are topics that I think sometimes comedy is the best way to make people talk, start talking about it. And, and that's about not it. to say that there hasn't been a tremendous amount of progress because cl clearly there has. But oh, there's, yes, of course. there's still a lot of issues that need to be. Maybe we're just you know getting to the real issues now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like there's, that. Yeah, there's. Been and everybody, progress. feel free to jump in, please. Well, there's been progress, but there's that doesn't erase the problem. And I think what people started to do was see this progress as some sort of quick fix for racism. You know, just because maybe it's not on is not as obvious as it was maybe years ago it doesn't mean it doesn't exist you know there are ways that i see racism all the time and i like give us an like, give us an example especially for the for latinos i will i will give you this example that my husband just told me my husband is white and he was at a bar and this guy came up to him and said well where are all the s where are all the the latinos in this in this bar mm -hmm. And my husband, being the good guy that he is, he 
he turned to him and said, my my wife is Puerto Rican, so if you could not talk like that. Because she'll cut you. But the, why, the <laughs> no, guy that was, I mean, I would have. I get very stabby. Yeah. I, <laughs> Puerto Rican. With her words and her comedy, with her cutting why. comedy, right. yeah. she cut you with her co- yeah. a comic he comeback. Felt That's right. so comfortable saying that to another white man. Right. So he walked up to my husband thinking, oh, he'll get it, because right. he's a white guy Not like knowing. Me. Yeah. And my husband was just like, that's never happened to me before. And I'm like, well, welcome to my world. I've been in rooms where people don't know that I'm Puerto Rican. Right. I've been in meetings where they are just throwing stereotypes about Latino people out there. And I, I sit there and I just am completely in shock. Not only that they're like this, but that they don't even know the person that's sitting right in front of them. They didn't even bother. Right. And that it doesn't even occur. No. <laughs> and that that's what blows my mind about stuff that goes on nowadays, you know, because my Latino-ness is not evident enough, apparently. <laughs> right, <that's crazy. laughs> for I think, to be honest, like, just to piggyback what you said, I think just people, like, train a thought. Like, for instance, uh, look at our grandparents, like, their age group. Look at that time that they grew up in. Obviously, you would say, like, racism was more evident and apparent, and, you know, people were more out there with it. Yeah, like it. segregation, not being able yeah. to vote, those type of exactly. things. Exactly. Measurable I, things. Me- right, exactly. But then when you look at it, you say to yourself, well, who raised our parents? Yeah. And then who, you know what I'm saying, then they raised us. Like, it's still being carried down. It's just a different way that it's expressed, like, these days. Well, well, yeah, it's, I think I think it's insidious, sort of, like, a lot of yeah. racial stuff. Like, And there's a lot of, like, white people, I think, and I think, like, Jordan Peele covered that in Get Out. Like, there's a lot of, like, white liberals who think that they're, like, super positive, but, like, in, in many ways, they hold a lot of racial tendencies, like let's, racist, let's racist, racist things that like that. Yeah. The, 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 yes, that, that covert... Uh, yeah, just like that there's, there's bias. Yeah, I think there's there's biases that are sort of built into uh, certain white people and things like that, and you know it's something that really needs to be addressed. That you know that at the end of the day, you got to be for the culture. Like if you're gonna be you know enjoying hip hop music and doing things that are from another culture, you need to have a real place that that comes from, not just using it in an exploitive fashion. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna take a short break. We'll be back. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. New York City, it's Miguel, and you're tuned into the Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real people, real issues, and real politics, only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about cultural appreciation or cultural appropriation, from hairstyles to whether or not an actor needs to be of a particular ethnic or racial group in order to play a particular role. And we've got a great panel to discuss this with us. Joining me, Jacob Berger. He's a TV and film actor. He's a social media influencer. And you will see him in the upcoming Woody Allen film. Congratulations on that. Thank you so much, Lisa. That's so awesome. Thank you for being with us. Appreciate it. Also with us is Gina Brion. She's a stand-up comedian, an actress, and a writer. Gina, great to have you. Thanks for having me. And also with us is Devon Terrell. He's a hip-hop and R&B artist. His latest album is called Weird Nights, and his website is devonterrell.com. Yes. Let's talk about hair, because mm. this has been where some of the biggest controversies have happened. The Kardashians... One of them comes out with the bra- with blonde braids. Mm. What do you think about that, Gina? Um, As I a mean, woman who has to deal with her hair, oh yeah, like all of us every day. I have uh, hair is such a major issue when it comes to culture because there are certain hairstyles that are specific to certain cultures, and certain hair types that identify a certain culture. I have naturally curly hair. And I've been told several times um, by people in the industry when I go to be on camera to straighten my hair out. 
I know it's because I appear more culturally ambiguous with straight hair than with naturally curly hair, as a lot of Latin women are identified with curly, curly hair. So if I show up with my curly hair, I'm no longer ambiguous enough to play any ethnicity, which is what they want. And it becomes an issue, especially with certain hairstyles like dreadlocks or like cornrows, right. where they are specific to a culture. And when you start taking things from a culture and doing them just as like a fashion, like this is the new thing, this is a fashion thing that you're trying to start. It's like, no, that's not something you just do for fashion. These are part of people's culture. And you need to be aware of that before you start sporting a hairstyle that you just think is cool. So do you think it shows a lack of awareness, lack of insensitivity? I think it people shows that a are lack of a lot of things. Not only awareness and insensitivity, but a lack of common sense to say, you're not the first person to ever wear cornrows. Why don't you find out why people wore them in the first place before you decide to wear them? Right. You know, I never in my life, even as a kid, wanted to wear braids in any way, in any fashion that I thought wasn't specific to my culture. I wouldn't look at cornrows and be like, oh, I need cornrows because they look cool. I would look and go, oh, that's cool for your hairstyle. I wonder why you do that to your hair. Because I don't Why do we say to. that about hair? But then like with sagging, we didn't get into like with, with sagging jeans. That became a trend mm -hmm. across America. Mm -hmm. You know, it, from, well, it used to be baggy jeans, and now everyone's wearing tight, tight jeans, jeans, tight yeah. skinny Saggy, jeans. Right. Now everything. everybody's got the skinny. And they always say the sagging, skinny like sagging. Sag, was that from like oh, prison? Uh, prison. prison. It was, yeah. prison. Yeah. It was a prison thing. Because your had belt a, was taken from you, right? Yeah. But so I don't think it, prisoners are gonna be like, oh, they're taking our style. Like, I don't oh think yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm pretty sure they like you can have that one. But like, yeah, to me it was like I think that's another thing. It's like when I learned that when I was younger, I kind of started to pick my pants. Up. Like, you know what I mean? Because I was like, oh, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, even though I know that, like, to my peers around me, it wasn't like a big thing, I knew just for me personally to know where it came from and that I was doing something like that, it yeah. bothered me. I was like, that's not what I right. want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is, I'm doing it. It was, it stemmed from something so negative. I don't want to mm -hmm. walk around and showboat yeah. that. Which so, goes back to the point of yeah. finding out where a trend, that what you think is a trend. Yeah. But is that everybody's but, responsibility? Because, because it, come yeah. on, we well, look well, at here's the thing. Like, it, like, to me, getting back to the hair thing, like, yeah. I, we were talking about this earlier, so of that it's sort of like pick and choose your battles as far as where you want to like because there's a culture of, of outrage now and I feel like people will really crucify someone over wearing like a, a hairstyle like we don't know what they're necessarily if they know what the origin of it is or not right. obviously if they're like someone has like box braids and like yeah I just came with this hairstyle myself then yeah we crucify them but at right. the end of the day like there's bigger fish to fry and sort of this racial harmony bringing us together you know and some so people so you're not that offended by by that because but also to well also I'm a white man so it's it's a little different from from my perspective is this with or without you know? the <laughs> but I, let, let me ask you this, but in terms of but is it also a sign of our our cultural time and the lack of education like even though our country has become more diverse Diverse. Mm. There's more multiracial families. There's more mm -hmm. multiracial companies. Mm -hmm. are, uh, more uh, multiracial families and and uh, you know groups and resident residential areas have become more desegregated. Thank God. Mm. But it's also the you know what what people see. It's like you see it. Uh, you can see a picture of somebody and say, are they you know are they what's their ethnicity? This ethnicity yeah. we right. can't tell. And people really don't know. Like you said, the history. Is it the responsibility if they see something that looks on Instagram and is great? Uh, and copy it to not know that that was, you know, that that, that was belonged to some other culture. I think you have to be smart enough to look at something, and before you start to dive in headfirst into doing something, you should do your research and do your homework. Mm -hmm. And in terms of like, I get what you're saying, like yeah. pick your battles. Yeah. Where do we start to draw the line? 
Like, do we let people put their toe in the water by stealing a hairstyle? Do we let them then wear, you know, when people were wearing ponchos or saris, when people were throwing on stuff like well, that just I, for fashion? I think it's all about, you know, also, like, just what, because to take that even more extreme, like, in that, in that context, like, so does that mean, like, people who don't understand like hip-hop shouldn't be allowed to listen to hip-hop music because obviously that's a genre of music that was bred from well, no, african-american not, like, like well, so it's like where do we draw the line of what's you know, appropriation listening like, to you know? hip-hop yeah. is one thing copying a hip-hop lifestyle just because it seems cool and isn't really where you come mm -hmm. from is another thing you, one thing i say i think that the time we live in and because of the internet the lines are so blurred so it's like yeah. What a little girl was in a little boy from Kentucky in this little town was exposed to years ago, it's different what they can they can be exposed to today. So right. to me, it's like it's a gift and a curse because now when I walk into that small town, they see me, they they can kind of identify. Oh, I know what that is, and they probably do it in their town because they're being influenced by it. As opposed to let's say 50 years ago, I if I walked in with my gray hair and how I'm dressed, I look like an alien, and I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? I want to be accepted for who I am, obviously. So to me, it's like there is some some positive things about this but at the same time i do get that if you're going to do something that you've seen and that's influencing you make sure you understand what you're doing and what it's but for but isn't isn't yeah. that the whole point is that yeah. is that like over the compared to you said a, a while ago but even like as right. recently as like 10 or 15 years ago right. before everything was on the internet before mm -hmm. the social media explosion right. people only knew what they saw in their particular neighborhood exactly. which tended to be their neighborhood of people of a similar race similar ethnic yeah. groups right. similar economic group and yeah. now they see these different you know they're exposed to so much more so should we should we be hard on people Gina if they it's not about being hard it's about let's say you see somebody I had a girlfriend who got dreads she did not need to get dreads for no reason mm -hmm. did she need dreads mm -hmm. she just wanted them and she got them and one of my first questions was why why are you doing this and ask that question to yourself before you make that move why, is it just for you it's just a trend to somebody else it is specific to their culture and important to them and what for you is just the thing that you're doing in the spur of the moment and then later on you have no problem cutting all your hair off mm -hmm. and and dealing with that really think about the implications really think about why you're doing something but Jacob what about that uh, well I think also at the same time it's sort of like I don't really like because some people just honestly don't know any better. Like, there's a lot of like white people who might like to come across like certain styles of thing. They might take that on, and they just don't know the history of it. Like, so I'm not necessarily mad at someone who doesn't get the, the whole history of, of of braids and everything like that. But like, if, if they're open to learning about it and stuff like that, then that's a great dialogue to have. Well, like, that's maybe a great it's an opportunity yeah. for for you to educate someone. Mm -hmm. But if if they have the interact, if they have the reaction of like you know. F you, like you know, I'm gonna wear whatever I do. I don't care about that. Then, then yeah, there, there, there's someone. I don't ever get mad culture, at you know? something when I see something yeah. like that. Yeah. But my first question to anyone who does that is, yeah. why? Right. Why did you do that? And why? Why was it a choice that you made? And do you know about the culture that you are now trying to look like right. or trying to borrow from? Well, because if you don't. Right. At least then, yes, a conversation should be sparked. Yeah. I'm not saying condemn the person. Mm -hmm. I'm saying have an open conversation with them as to why they're doing what they're doing and why it might be considered. Well, but doesn't that also come back to how people were raised too? Like how they were yeah. raised, what yeah. they were exposed to, what their parents taught them. True. It you does know? come back to what they were. I mean, I was taught differently than a lot of other people, I'm sure. Like my, my parents were very accepting of other people and other cultures, but they never, I never let my culture take a back seat and tried to be something I wasn't. I get you. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like and I think that when you when you right. talk about cultural appropriation, we actually had this conversation too. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to look at, you know, I have a culture. 
I know what my culture is. I know what the things that identify my culture. If I were to ask, let's say I were to ask an average white person. Yeah. Yeah, okay. well, I'm definitely person. not an average white person. Yeah, I'm, I'm he's definitely not, the average, he's well, not well, your well, average well, white person. Play my average white person. Yes, absolutely. You need a white Amer a white American white from culture. What is white culture? Well, what then they, they would say, but an Irish. With? There's an Irish culture. There's yeah. an Italian well, yeah. culture. There's Jewish there's, Jewish there's a Jewish culture. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of what is just like in Latino culture. You have Puerto Rican culture is very different from Dominican culture, from Mexican culture. But if you ask that question, so let's say you ask that question to your average Midwestern white guy. Mm -hmm. What is your culture? What do they have to cling Every, whatever to? Whatever you grew up around, I would, I would tell yeah. the Yeah, whatever they you know, grew what up What do they have to cling to? Why not cling to that then instead of Maybe going they don't to want to. Maybe culture? they want to move forward. Maybe they want to experience yeah. new Well, things. moving forward is different than taking from another culture and trying to make it yours. That's different. Moving forward, and that's, again, the argument between appropriation and appreciation. Right. Appreciation is I see what you do in your culture, and I think it's beautiful. Right. I don't need to do it myself. I don't need to dress like a geisha to think geishas are beautiful. Mm -hmm. I don't need to. I don't need to do that for myself. When you have appropriation, thank God, because it's, it's so like, much. It's, it's so it's high so maintenance too. Work, All right, we gotta take a short. We gotta take a short break. Geisha. Uh, this is Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. Hey yo, this is Pat Post with Lisa Evers. Put your thinking caps on, Street Soldiers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're taking a look at cultural appreciation versus cultural appropriation. And joining me for this panel, Jacob Berger. He's a TV and film actor. He's also a social media influencer, and you will see him in an upcoming Woody Allen film. Congratulations Thank on that. Thank you so much. Also with us is Gina Brion. She's a stand-up comedian, actress, and writer. Gina, great to have you. Thank you for having me. Great to, great to have you on the panel. Also with us is Devon Terrell. He's a hip-hop and R&B artist artist. His website is DevonTurrell.com. His latest album is Weird Nights. Devon, great to have you. Thank you for having me. Let's talk about language because mm. there is a person who in the last weeks has gone to one million followers on Instagram. Her name is Woe Vicky mm -hmm. and she talks with a certain kind of way yeah. that at times seems like she's from the hood stereotypically. Yeah. I'm talking about stereotypes cultural stereotypes and other times kind of the accent kind of fades away and she has her braids and she looks she appears as if she's white right. so she did get some comments about it but she's gotten many many more followers yeah. Jacob as the social media yeah. expert here yeah no I, I'm actually friends with several of her people that she works with my friend Robbie world you love Richard down in Atlanta and everything I actually might be working with her, but so I, I honestly don't know if it's a character or if she really believes that. I'm, I'm quite fascinated by it. Either way, it's very successful. Either way, you know, but, well, I mean, it's one, if she's playing a character, then like, okay, but like, if she really believes that, then she needs some help. Like, you know, it's, it's what, I, I don't, I'm not sure, it's a very tricky situation. But is it know? insulting for, is, is it, is it well, insulting I, for her to appropriate, is she, well, is I think, she I think if I, I, I would think, for, I mean, I'm not speaking for African Americans, Latinos, but I assume many would be offended by, by the type of content she, that she what does. about, what, Devon, what I about that? that yeah. uh, sure, I think, I think it's, it's obviously offensive. You know, if if it is an act, that, that, that that's for sure. Obviously, I don't know the girl personally, so this could be who she is. You know right. what I'm saying? But at the same time, if it's an act, then yeah, of course I could do it. It's definitely offensive. Like, it's 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 actually crazy. And she's not the only one, by the way. Yeah, that I think it's that. more yeah. offensive if it's an act. If it's an act that she's putting on, then it's way more offensive than if this is who she really thinks she is. Because like we talked about, this could be a result of 
or growing up in the hood. I don't know right. her backstory. Well, no, she, we don't I mean, know where, I mean, we don't know where she lives. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because if you see her videos, she's hanging out with fellow black and, and black people. Oh, so knows, like, right. you would think there'd be one person in that group that would like be like, yo, like G check her. Like if it was, if it was Facts. real, if like, you know. But I mean, yeah, if, yeah, it's, right. if it's an act, I'm sure all her friends are in on it. So it, like, yeah. would they check her or would they be like, oh, that's just her doing, doing her little thing. But what about, but what about language? And one of the most explosive words is the N word. Mm -hmm. It's used all throughout hip hop music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's used in our culture, it you hear it on the streets. Right. Yeah. People think it it's the much. it's another part of the New York, you know, official culture. New York vocabulary. For sure. That just kind of a multi-purpose word that comes in handy many, many times during a frustrating day. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that, Devon? Um, can, can anybody use it now? Because what's happened mm -hmm. is in the beginning, you know, it, in the earlier days of hip hop and in right. music, when hip hop was primarily in the African American and Latino communities, mm -hmm. it was like, okay, that's just only those communities can use it people outside cannot right. but then as hip-hop became global right and you have people who don't even speak english what they say it. knowing all the lyrics right to the different songs saying it right what do you think about that um i think just culturally man it's just it's a hard thing because you know for us in new york culture and i know we were saying this off here like just between my friends and i we drop it like we say it this is something that we do this is something i grew up doing my mother says it like straight up so it's like how do you break something like that culturally um so for me it's like being born and raised and bred in something like that it's hard to break habits like that this is it's instilled in me it's who i am so for someone let's say outside of uh, the culture of that type of word saying it then yeah i think that's like that's not you that's not you know what i'm saying i don't think you should I hate to say the word have a right to say the word, but I think it's inappropriate for you to say it if you're not from that, you know what I'm saying, that world and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but how do you explain it to hip-hop fans, especially to teenagers? It, that's a hard one, you know, yeah. because... Like, who can that's and can right. I use it? Right, when you're saying, yeah. like, as white people, like, when you're rapping the words in your room, like, I'm not right. leaping myself in my room when I'm how saying you, it. Like, no, but if you're about, in the club yeah. singing along, yeah, it's, I mean, it's I, like... I've, done, like, I've been in the club before, I'm like, looking around, like, I guess, yeah, all right. Like, right. I can say all the words. I can yeah. say all the words. Can I like, say you all know, the words no, no, to the right. specific song? You know, because it looks weird if you just bleep yourself, like, At concerts, too? Yeah. It's really difficult situation, because how do you, how do you tell kids not to say it when adults are saying it. Well, How do you tell yeah. kids of a certain right. race, oh, you don't have the right to say that But right. that's, But that's my question, I'll give, yeah. and I'll give you a real life example. Right. We're, we were on a shoot in Queens, a very, yeah. one of the most diverse sections of Queens. Mm -hmm. right. There were three teenagers, they were about 15 years old, three, three yeah. young men. Um, one, which I asked them afterwards that happened, my cameraman African was African American, and um, that one was one turned out to be Italian, mm -hmm. the other one was Jewish, yeah. and the other one was Arab American. Yeah. So they were all using the N word like like just a machine gun fire. Yeah. My cameraman <laughs> turns around to them and goes, "Listen, son, yeah. right. this yeah. is not cool. For, I want you guys yeah. to understand. This is not cool." To, right. They're like, "No, I'm this. I'm that. I'm," right. and it was just it was crazy. Yeah. Right. So th they didn't they didn't understand what the big deal was about it. Right. Well, so does I that go I, back to your history question? I think not so. knowing the I history. I think not knowing the history of the word and why it's inappropriate and where that word comes from. Honestly, none of us should be using it. But <laughs> right, morally, for right. exactly, right, 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 honestly. None of us should yeah. ever bring that word up. Not no, no, not anybody from the black community. Nobody from the Hispanic community. Nobody from the white community. Doesn't matter. None of us should be saying it based on the history of but the Gina, word. But Gina, you look at genius. I think the reality is you look at genius.com. It's one of the most commonly used oh, words yeah. in hip hop lyrics. Yeah. Here, here's yeah. about what about that as an artist? Here's here's my here's my thing about it, and this is how I go about it. it this is me personally. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what anyone says. As long as when someone says it to me. I have to feel the intent. So if I feel like you're saying it, 
in a malicious way, then I'm offended. Right. But if I feel like you're saying it, so there's two ways. If you say it maliciously, then I, it, it offends me. And if you say it in a way where you're uncomfortable around us and you're trying to fit in, yeah. then again, I'm offended. So you can feel when someone's from a certain, like I can tell when it's real. Like I can tell he's from the Bronx. Yeah. Like I feel it. Like it's not fake. With I mean, people, so if it's a white kid, so if it's a white kid with his 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 black and Latino friends, mm -hmm. and they they've all grown up together, gone mm -hmm. to the same school, hung out together, mm -hmm. and they call each other the N word, yo uh, my N, blah blah uh, blah yeah. blah, and it's cool among that group. Uh, what happens though if he goes outside that group? That kid, if he grew up in the culture, he knows he knows, he knows when he goes outside. He knows he knows when, outside, he knows, up, he knows when not, not to say, say it, right. but, and that's straight up. So that's also that like it's back. obviously a word that's very like it's not just simple black and white. Like there's a context right. to everything. Like I recently, I did a sketch where I said it in a sketch where I had a do rag on and stuff like that. And it was for comedic purposes. It wasn't, I, I don't say it conversationally like in my day to day life, but I caught a lot of because they looked at it as me saying it, not the character that was playing the sketch saying it. And to me, I was like, you know, that's a little crazy. Like, you're not mad at, like, Seth Rogen or Leonardo DiCaprio if they're playing, or Spike Lee, who has his actors say it. Like, so there, there has to be some type of discussion with it. It can't just be, like, no, a white, no, it doesn't matter if it's on TV or film. A white man can never say it. Like, you know, there has to be some type of... But what about in the acting does. profession that you have yeah. to be of the particular ethnic group or racial group of the role that you're going to play. Doesn't that kind of defeat the whole idea of acting? Where you're mm. supposed to become another character? Well, I mean, I think it, again, it comes down to intent, I mm. think. Like, when you can, be, and when you're acting right. and you're playing a certain role, if you're looking at certain roles and you're judging the actor based on that that's, role, that's yeah, dumb. That's crazy. Get yeah. your head out of your butt. You're not thinking correctly. That person's but playing but Gina, a role. You're Latina, you're, but Gina's also an Italian name. If there was a great Italian role and they said, we're looking for an, you know, an Italian-American woman, yeah. she's perfect for it, I'm not would you play that role? The role? But I'm going to feel bad right. if I am in that audition room and I see a bunch of Italian-American actresses that really want this role, and I go, that's not really fair to them, but that's really But you're casting. still gonna do the addition. Yeah. That's not well, your decision, though. That's not my decision. Well, that's well, that also, speaks, Jacob, that also that speaks to a larger issue of just, uh, you know, Actors of, actors of color in, in TV film. There's not really enough roles written for people of color, and a lot of casting people sometimes will might not necessarily um, expand out. Like they see, might see like a certain role, like a cop. The automatic thing, I'm gonna cast a white guy, but in reality, like probably a black or Spanish or an Asian person could do that role Absolutely. as well. Yeah. So like, like that's a but larger issue as far as Hollywood right, not giving right enough become, roles for black But haven't the cast people. become more diverse? And, and also, hasn't part of that been they didn't think that white audiences would would watch? Television or watch films. Oh yeah, I think it's definitely getting better. And you see a lot of were, really, yeah. and, you see, of color? and you see a lot of great, you know, black productions coming up, you know, and giving uh, actors of, of color a lot of opportunity. Sure. But there's still a long way to go. There's, you know, yeah, there's, there's still, still a long way to go. Yeah. But it's you getting have better. It's you better. have a lot of issues when people are cast the wrong way. Like when Zoe Saldana was cast as Nina Simone, and everybody went crazy because she is not African American; she is Latin, oh, and so people were going. But Nina nuts. Simone yeah. is also such an icon. This yes. wasn't like just playing. And she looked nothing like her. Right. FYI, as right. a Latina, I can say this: Zoe, I love you. Look nothing like her. Yeah. So it didn't make sense that she was cast in that role, and it was pretty obvious she was cast because at the time she was hot and she was doing all these movies. Right. So they cast her in it. That's such an obvious example of an unfair casting situation. And, but that's on like, a real no. life person, like a real life person yeah, too, not just a fictional character. human being. Right. 
And you should have been better with your casting because then maybe things would have gone better with the actual project um, because nobody You're really You're saying wants... that's karma? <laughs> I'm right. just saying maybe karmically you got what you that's got. That's not the first time What about that? Be, 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 uh-huh. Because also, too, you guys were, ta- we were talking about something called, you, uh, Jacob, you said ethnically ambiguous yeah. is mm-hmm. like the cool thing. I mean, we yeah. see it in a lot of ads, advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, ethnically ambiguous is just a very hot thing in uh, casting. What right does now that mean? That ethnically ambiguous You're is kind of an actor. You're not too light and not too dark skin? Uh, yeah. Is it a like, complexion thing? Yeah, it's like, I can't tell. I can't you know? tell. Like, the word ambiguous, like, you can't what, really like, tell. What are you? Right. What, is, what she? is she? Yeah. Like, people like, like that. Like, could have, like, uh, a kind of ethnically ambiguous. I'm sure she, like, brings down a Latina a little bit. She can be yeah. more Italian and stuff, you know? Like me, me, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm white guy. I'm, I'm not, get, I'm not, I'm not going to get cast in the Malcolm X story. You could be, like, white, Greek or, like, Who knows? Oh, no, I play Italian. I play varying shades of white, yes. Varying shades of white. But I'm not going at, you know, I'm not. Fifty shades of white. I'm not playing a Dominican anymore. That's a good movie. That's a great movie. Nor should I, you know, because I know my place. I think it just opens it up because, you know what I think? I think that they are aware. This is TV, this is radio, this is right. entertainment. They are very aware of their audiences and the demos and how they feel. So, for instance, we live in a world of stereotypes. Plain and simple, this is the truth. This is how right. our world is. So I think that when you're ethnically ambiguous, they feel as if, okay, this person can't identify who this person is, therefore the stereotypes don't even jump out at them, so they just won't even down this person, you know, as for what it is. Because immediately, for instance, they'll see, a, for instance, someone that sees a uh, Hispanic, someone that's Hispanic on the TV, What's the? what are the things that's going through their mind as the person is speaking? Who knows? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, if I don't know what you are maybe i'll be like more you know open to what you're saying to what the Who person knows? is saying and to yeah. what the person re- right. is about or what they're doing exactly. or what, what they're performing i'm more in the focused role. on you on on what you're giving me right. as opposed to like oh trying you're... to figure out what is she or what is he right. or, or what do they do or what do they stand right. there's for? also the, the issue that you know I've, and i think we're probably going to come back to this several times mm-hmm. of people are easily offended nowadays yeah. when you look at like um gina gina rodriguez tweeted out a picture of her and a bunch of great Latina actresses all together and the first thing people complained about were there are no Afro-Latinas oh, in that picture and I then somebody yeah. said well what about Rosario Dawson and they were like well she's kind of Afro-Latina light and I'm like what are you is uh, that <laughs> way <I'm laughs> like, I was like you never, can't win you're never do people just always are people just looking for things to make negative comments about like outrage outrage is kind of like the prevailing and you know what it is like especially like on Instagram social media like people they want they want to make comments where they know they want you to respond like I've learned oh yeah other influencers that like went super viral and things like that have big followings like dude don't even respond to them like just let your let your audience the people that love you like be your voice to respond back to clap back at them all those times where I definitely want to clap back at the trolls oh yeah of course you always want to say no clap back alright another social media another social another social another social clap back is real this is Street Soldiers I'm your host Lisa Evers we'll be back right after this Hey, yo, 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 what up, what up? It's the infamous Mob Deep prodigy right here, you know what I mean? And this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evans. Real issues, real politics, you know what I mean? And real people only on Hot 97. Please stop texting me at 3 in the morning. Yeah. Shorty, if you're next to me, gotta get up in the morning. Yeah. Forget how I'm feeling now, cause you got it in my mind, yeah. yeah. I was just chilling, but now you got me on your time, yeah. Whoa, whoa, you don't gotta worry about loving me. Do this right here with no repercussions, yeah. All I wanna hear is that you're on your way. Hop in for Uber, come right now. Damn, it's still three in the morning, though. We in LA, everything closing at two in the morning. All out of options, so you are my options, so slide through. I 
just want to be inside you. These are the words of a side dude. I don't get caught up on titles. I'd rather sit back and be idle. I need you just the way you need me. I can be your in between kind of lover. Talking about it sometimes, kind of lover. When he texting you, girl, I don't know. Just put it on silent so I can focus. You can even put it on vibrate, yes. Yeah, you're alive for working your that was Temperature by Devon Terrell off his new album, Weird Nights. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about cultural appreciation versus cultural appropriation. Where do we draw the line? Joining me for this conversation, Jacob Berger. He's a TV and film actor. He's also a social media influencer. You'll see him in an upcoming Woody Allen film. Congratulations on Thank that. Thank you, Lisa. Also with us is Gina Brion. She's a stand-up comedian, actress, and writer. Great to have you, Gina. Great to be here. And also with us is Devon Terrell. He's a hip-hop and R&B artist. His latest album is called Weird Nights, and you can find out more about him on his website, devonterrell.com. All right, I'm going to throw this out here. Cool. Because I think everybody can has an, is going to have yeah. an opinion on it. Right. Transgender. If you can change your actual gender that you were born in, and that's acceptable, and it's even protected now by a lot of laws mm -hmm. and rights. Why can't you become transracial and change your race? Because it's ridiculous. Um, because I feel like being transgender is such a different world. Some I have friends that are transgender and having to live your life as something you're not physically is so painful and so damaging to somebody psychologically. I feel like when you're talking in terms of culture, when you're trying to become another culture, that to me is just a, a psychological level of messed up where you can't accept who you are as a, you're born into a certain culture. And yeah, maybe you feel like, oh, I should have been, I should have been black, I should have been Latino. I don't think it's this, you can't equate the two struggles between being transgender and feeling like you want to are you still saying are you saying like as far as changing your skin color no, or are you that, mean just well, living well, your well, life as I want to get into like, that yeah. too changing skin color but look, remember the case with Rachel Dolezal yeah. the Dolezal? white yeah. woman yeah. Yeah. who said that she identified as black who did things to her body to make herself look black and I right. think also was you know the the finishing the finishing blow on that whole story was that she was the local NAACP chapter leader, yes. which was what kind a, of what yeah. a, it crazy because it's like your goal, like her her ambition to be an African American is incredible because for her to figure out a way to get into a high ranking position in NAACP as a white woman is is just remarkable. I think it I think it has more mostly to do with you know an identity crisis yeah. when it comes to that yes. as as opposed to a transgender situation where it's physically like you said it hurts for yeah. them. It, the, all the time you always hear a transgender person say, I feel like I'm trapped in, I'm a woman trapped in a man's body or vice versa. What you know? if she felt like a white woman, you know, what if she felt like she was trapped in a, a white, white woman's, woman's body? Right, culture. Body and hair right. and well, culture. I think that, and I think and she that. she didn't identify with that. She just, I think it's just more of a, another thing well, where she just didn't identify also, with it. It's, 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 it's an identity it's crisis. also, I think, you know, like you can appreciate another culture, but you don't need to change your race for it. Like me as right. a white man in hip hop culture, like I love hip hop and I, all my friends are black and Latino, but I'm not gonna go be like, oh, I need to go change my skin color and pretend like I'm actually black. I think, you know, it goes back to your identity, like who you are, like, and 
those things sort of are important, like your identity. But it's it's definitely I, I like this question that you brought. Is definitely it's a, uh, it's, a it's a good that's a great question. But I mean, yeah, some yeah, people yeah. would say that, and and then also some people, and also and also now too. I mean, uh, the 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 other layer to this is that we live in a time where technologically, surgically, mm -hmm. in terms of all kinds of procedures, mm -hmm. there's things possible. People do so many different things. Well, to there change was a woman appearance. in the UK that actually had surgery to make herself look like a black woman. She had her skin darkened and she wanted to be black. And so she did it. She became a black woman. But on the flip side better? of that, what about the whole the, the skin bleaching controversy oh, that has happened with, a, with some of our, our top female artists? And, act, and, and uh, males. And, I think, and males either, too. I think yeah. either or is sad if you're not accepting of how you were like, how I look when I was younger my mom is dark skin when I was younger I wanted to be dark skin like my mom I wanted I wanted her beautiful complexion because I didn't like mm. being like this beige complexion that was so ambiguous to everybody my mom is very visibly Latina you can see it she's she's very visibly Latina and I loved it and I wanted to be like that and it was her talking to me and letting me know that it was okay that I had a lighter complexion and that there was still a beauty in that and that I could own that. I think when it comes down to people looking at themselves and saying, I want to be lighter or darker, that's a really sad self-esteem issue of you looking at but your But do you own feel the same tone. way if they want to have a bigger, you know what, or they, uh, yeah. you know, it's like, if you want bigger we boobs draw or a bigger butt, I would say that's a huge self-esteem issue too. You're spending money. Hey, those are my girls, right? You're spending money in that way to augment yourself because you feel like it's not good enough. But if it's you what you like want to do, what's, what, what, shouldn't that just be your personal choice? Well, why, why, why shouldn't have to be, you just like yourself? I get, you know, the reason because why. Because you won't get as many views on Instagram. Who knows? Well, I think you can do because it. Because you won't get as many tips. Bartender, female right. bartender, even yeah. female bartenders do it. They'll say they Strippers get better tips. Bartenders. Oh, that, well, yeah. before they can they get it on the pole. Yeah. But I think that, you know, I think that, like, it, I think this is such a tough question. The reason why I think is because, for instance, when you say, for instance, uh, a girl uh, that has like the natural versus the uh, not natural hair, which is a big, big debate mm -hmm. um, to me. And it's like, okay, so you say a girl that has a perm, is she trying to be more Indian or Caucasian? Like, like what Caucasian. is she? And I don't think that's the case. You understand? I think she just genuinely feels she looks better. You know what I'm saying? With right. that, that's right, what she's comfortable with. Some people criticize a woman if she has, uh, uh, right. if she's not wearing her hair right. natural and they're like, why is she straightening it? Right. Why is she putting in I these weaves? Why are they buying all this Indian hair that you can buy like by caseloads? Right. So in our heads, we can say, oh, are you? culturally trying to be Indian but I don't you know what I'm saying it's like what it's but like that's how the whole do we thing. decide it's like, are you trying to you know the waistline thing well right. at the end of the day though it's also another thing it's like cultural appropriation it's really more white people doing it to other people cultures like white people can't really I mean black and Latino people can't really appropriate white culture it's like a different thing to me like you know because mm -hmm. well, the, the day like with the know, hair like, but not with the, like, the, the hair the issue is, is white a big privilege, thing white, like you know white there is yeah. hair has been big in the workplace whitewashed you know and people yeah. say that all the time about black and Latino people who speak correctly and dress oh, nicely yeah. this is very that's true that's what they say oh, that oh, you're yeah. whitewashed yeah. That yeah. you became real vanilla all of a sudden because now I know how to use Use words correctly, but if you straighten, but if you straighten your hair, if mm -hmm. you are if you are a woman of color and you straighten your hair, is mm -hmm. that wrong, Gina? In your opinion, I don't, I don't think, think it's, wrong. it's wrong if you're doing it because you go, hey, I like my hair like this. If you're doing it, going, I wish I was white and I wish I looked like a white woman. Yeah, that's so it's wrong. the motivation. I think, I think it's again I, the intent. I guess I think it's I think it's fine, but if you if you like that, then don't 
jump on a white lady if she gets cornrows. Like that's yeah. the point. Like you know, like, exactly. Like, that's, that's really the thing. Like, it's, it's like, fine, dude, but like just don't. It don't, should be everybody's individual. It's what do you say? Go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's like it's a it's a double edged sword. It's like okay, we it's like how can I as a human being. Like ridicule and judge someone else for that. When over here, I do this. It's like, all right, like, is it is it wrong? This is what at the end of the day, this is what I believe. As long as you are, as long as what you're doing doesn't infringe on the well being of another human being, it's fine. I I really don't care as long as it's not hurting me, and you are happy. Fine, do what you got to do because life is hard as it is to me personally. And if you want to make those choices, those are personal choices. Those are personal choices. But also yeah, too, does it sure. depend on the the industry that a person is in, the the career that they're in? I was at federal court on assignment, and mm-hmm. I, lo- I looked at this whole group of lawyers that came out of some kind of big meeting of the, of the lawyers there, mm-hmm. African American, Asian, white, Latino. Mm-hmm. And everybody was basically, I mean, it really was incredible. They all had cornrows. They all had cornrows. No, no one, yeah. Everyone had, <laughs> no, no, they all had a Yankee fitted. Everyone had a Yankee fitted. Are you appropriating yeah. Jay-Z? No, I'm joking. <laughs> but the, but the, everybody had a certain, even though they were d- different complexions, yeah. right. the hair the, the, the hair was look, minimally, like, so, yeah. they had the federal look. Yeah, yeah. The, the minim, hair was minimally done, right. minimally, you know, not too long on the, on the women. Right. Everybody was in some kind of a dark skirt suit or dark pants suit. Everything was like super subdued, super yeah. federal, right. like right. federal court. I think that it's, I think it depends so on like the industry. So like in that role, you can't just, you know, if you yeah. want to, it depends you wanna, on the industry, but then you're talking about, like when you talk about what we all, we're all in the entertainment industry. Yeah, right. right. And you see people that, you know, we talked about the Miley Cyrus thing earlier, mm-hmm. when Miley Cyrus all of a sudden invented twerking and became hip hop. Yes, and this is out of true. nowhere, this happened to Hannah Montana, who was very five. much. She was very not like <laughs> that. Top five, worst. Oh, oh. oh. And then all of a sudden, when it didn't benefit her anymore, all of a sudden she starts trashing the hip hop community. After after super, she was like, if there was a super girl for appropriation, mm. it would be her. Because she literally, it's like she just robbed as much as she could from the hip hop community. And then the minute it didn't benefit her, she was like, oh yeah, that was just some craziness I did. Cause, and she starts to just make people that work in hip hop I just give them this stigma. That's what bothered me the most. What to talk that, about that? About that, like, the, as far as her the statement, like, for instance, when she was going through that whole thing, when she was doing it, it was like, okay, all right, do what you, you know, do be happy, cool. It worked for her. The music was great. Like, I, it was undeniable. Everything was fine. But I think the minute she stepped off and made that comment. The worst part of the comment is when she made hip hop seem like this bad thing. She said, yeah. you know, it was a bad time in my life. It was like. Like what? Like what? That's what hip. That's yeah. what that time was. It was, you know, to me, it was and, like. And those kind of white people are the ones that I really don't like because they make cool white people like me like look bad and stuff. Like, cool. it's not, I, I'm not cool. I mean, I, like I'm a hip hop no, 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 like, from New York. Like, you know, like one thing I know about right. that I know about you know hip hop culture and black guys like you, you can spot when fake the who's faking the funk. You can yeah. just right. spot right away. Yeah. And me, I'm very judgmental of other white people who are in the in, within the hip hop culture. It's kind of right. funny and ironic. So you don't right. like the but, negative white stereotypes? No, well, no, I don't get offended by it. But at the same time, like. I think when they, I get embraced because I come from a real place. I grew up in the in hip hop, grew up in the Bronx, and I bring right. a real message. And and I'm, my friends are black and Latino. It's not like something exploitive like Miley Cyrus, where she suddenly came up with hip hop, did it for a few months, and, and left. left. You know, yeah. like one thing I'm invited to like a thousand cookouts for next summer because everyone's like, yo, you you down, like you down, like you know, I get it right. all the time. You my end, you my end, you know. Right, 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 right. Time, you my end, bro. All exactly. Time. It's crazy. Exactly. Now, I just didn't like. Yeah, it just it, it just felt it just left a bad taste in my mouth. It felt I just it was just. Negative. Negative. Like hip hop doesn't mean that to me. It's not a negative thing to no, me. No, hip hop is a beautiful, she it's a beautiful thing. She took hip hop and ruined its 
origin, its meaning. Right. Hip hop was a voice for the voiceless yeah. when it started. Facts. And the fact that she wouldn't emphasize that after using it for the benefit of her career, instead she made it seem like this lifestyle of like drugs and all this negativity. And it's like, right. no, that's not the origin of hip hop. And you should know this since you used it. <laughs> well, a lot of them just see whatever is brought to them by, you know, the record companies and things like that well, with I, TV. I the the image that they want to project of hip hop, you know. You really think that her record company was like, we need more twerking. But isn't it probably. about what gets attention? Probably. Isn't it about what gets. But, but at the end of the day, don't all these things come down to what gets you the most attention, what gets you the job, what gets you the, to the next level, all what press gets is you. good press. Yeah. So there's isn't that what it's all about? And, and we're in such a visual society, so yeah. whatever's the hot thing, Exactly. You, I mean, you look at, look at like, the, like the Cash Me Outside girl. Like everyone was like clowning her, thought she was like the laughing stock, and now she's got a multi-million dollar deal at Atlantic. So like, who's laughing now? Like, pretty you know, much. Right. It's like it's like negative or positive. As long as people are are in in tune and entertained, yeah. It's, as long as they're you have their attention, about you. as long as you're talking yeah. about, as long you, as you yeah. got the attention, then it, it's gonna work. Like people, these kids have realized that followers equate to dollar signs. You know what I mean? So it's like the more I get, so you have the Vicky chick that comes to fruition and she's, you know, living now. So she see no matter what, you know, if even if she sees the negative or the positive, which is way more negative than it's positive, it's, she's still getting, we are still Talking about her. We're still following her. Which I think as entertainers, we all understand. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, do we get you. It. Yeah. But as human beings, we're like, ugh. Right. <laughs> There's got to be more to it. All right. Well, Absolutely. on that note, I want to thank all of you for being with us for this episode of Street Soldiers. Sure. Jacob Berger, Gina Brion, uh, Devon Terrell. Thank you guys so much thank for being so with much, us. Thank you so much, Lisa. Really thank appreciate it. It was awesome. Really awesome. Remember, sure. use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Let's push for peace.